Notice anything different? That's right. No ad. Which means this space is available. So if you have a company or brand or product or anything really that you'd love to promote on 30 Pop, this is your chance. Just shoot me an email at the link in the show notes and I'll give you all the relevant details. Now, on to 30 Pop. What up? Hey, I've got a 30 Pop trivia question for you. All right. On January 2nd of 1990, professional wrestling icon Sting joined Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and Ole Anderson as the fourth member of this World Championship Wrestling Stable. Four Horsemen. I'm amazed that you remembered that. I just knew you would, though. I kind of thought if anybody's going to remember anything about Sting from the 90s, it's going to be you. He was great. I know you liked him. I know you liked his face paint and his little rat tail. Absolutely. I would do that today if I could pull it off. Okay. Well, I'm going to start the episode now. you got to start off with a stinger yell. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Can you give me one? Or, or Ric Flair's woo. Give me the stinger yell. I don't know what that is. I don't know if I can do his yell. Just I can do Ric Flair's. It. You can do it. Just try it. I can do Ric Flair's. Well, I give me the stinger. Just, like just try the stinger yell. I want to know what that is. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. Okay. Give me Ric Flair. From Milieu Media Group, this is 30 Pop, a weekly peek back at the music, movies, sports, fashion, politics, and news from 30 years ago. I'm your host, Luke Bronner. This is Season 2, Episode 1, A New Year, A New Decade. Today, we're looking back at the week that ended Saturday, January 6th, 1990. Hello and Happy New Year, dear 30 Pop listeners. Welcome to our first episode looking back at the 1990s. So far, in just the first six days of 2020, we've already received a new single and video from Justin Bieber, who I love, an act of war on a nation that has now offered an $80 million bounty on our president, who I don't, and Brad Pitt referred to his first ex-wife, Jennifer Aniston, as a good friend at the Golden Globes. It's been a significantly more exciting first week of the decade than that of the 90s, in which essentially nothing huge happened. So this will be another short episode, but fear not. There are some very fun things to come in the next few weeks and months on the show. For now, a quick run-through of this week in 1990. In music, no changes. The number one album and single spots on the Billboard music charts still belong to the great Phil Collins with his song Another Day in Paradise, off his fantastic record, but seriously. A title which I really love, by the way. The number one movie at the box office two weeks after hitting theaters was Oliver Stone's award-winning film Born on the Fourth of July, starring Tom Cruise. In television, there was a notable moment for lovers of the soap opera All My Children, which, to my knowledge, I've never seen. Remember last week when I referenced the throwaway episodes that every show in the 80s and 90s would do, flashing back at past moments in the series rather than producing a new real episode? Well, in celebration of their 20th anniversary on the air, all my children did just that. Longtime characters Joe and Ruth Martin sat down with Erica Kane, her mother Mona, and Phoebe Wallingford, and they looked through scrapbook pictures which segued into memorable clips from the series' past 20 years. I had never previously imagined any way of making soap operas worse than they naturally are, but a soap opera flashback episode spanning 20 years? That's worse. 
I'm sure longtime fans of the show loved it, though. Incredibly, the show continued to air for another 21 years after that, until it was finally canceled in April of 2011, along with another soap opera, One Life to Live, after its impressive 43-year run. Attempts were made to bring both shows back in an online-only format by another network, but ultimately failed, proving that each show really did only have one life to live. Moving on, on January 3, 1990, Panamanian dictator General Manuel Noriega surrendered to the U.S. military after spending 10 days hiding out at the Vatican Embassy in Panama City to face charges of drug trafficking, money laundering, and racketeering of which he was convicted and sentenced to 40 years in prison a couple years later to the great rejoicing of the Panamanian people. In sports, as seems to always be the case at the start of the new year, there was lots and lots of college football happening, apparently. On New Year's Day, the University of Southern California won the 76th annual Rose Bowl, the University of Miami beat Alabama in the 56th annual Sugar Bowl, Notre Dame beat Colorado in the 56th annual Orange Bowl, and Florida State beat Nebraska in the 19th annual Fiesta Bowl. I don't remember that day specifically, but I'm pretty confident in saying that I probably didn't catch any of those games. And that's pretty much it for this week, friends, but I do want to invite you to stick around and invite all your friends as we spend the next 52 weeks looking back at 1990. It was seriously an incredible year for pop culture, bringing us the likes of Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer's chart-crushing sophomore release, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and what is possibly my all-time favorite movie, Home Alone. It's going to be very fun, so don't go anywhere. I'll be back next week with more pop culture goodness. Until then, in the words of 1990's number three song on the Billboard charts this week, I don't know much, but I know I love you. And that may be all I need to know. 30 Pop is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the amazing Heather Hale. To check out more shows from Mill U Media Group, visit millumedia.com, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you have a story from 1990 that you want to share on the air, email 30poppodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>